0: Welcome to episode number hum, 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 the Carmudgeon Show, you with come? your host Jason Kamisa and your co-host Derek Tam, Derek hyphen, Tam- Scott, hyphen Scott, part of the Haggerty Podcast Network. Are you po- you just insinuated that you are part of the Haggerty Podcast Network? Um, I guess so. Well, Can this is like please. the strippers JFK and Lennon. What Oxford comma? You never heard about this? Yes. Um, <laughs> This is the, when you when you specify why the Oxford comma is important, you do, uh, you give the example of this this phrase that goes, the strippers, JFK, uh, and Stalin. And if you don't include the Oxford comma, then the implication is that JFK and Stalin are the strippers. But if you do include it, then it makes it clear that they're strippers, that there are three parties there. This is why you have to use the Oxford comma. And this is why everyone tunes into <laughs> the Cormagin show? It is decidedly not. It is decidedly not. They tune in to listen to car content, and this week's car content relates to Car Week, an entire week dedicated to, uh, I guess, cars. That happens in California in August annually, in which we debrief miscellaneous activities, sightings, uh, recommendations, uh, the straight skinny on various events, the gay fat on others. It's the opposite of straight skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, I think that's it. Do we have any other housekeeping Haggerty belt things? Um, oh, a debrief on your Honda Beat and what happened with that? Was it my my
1: Honda broke something? But. Those words have probably never been said before. Hondas
0: never break, and mine broke, uh, but there's a reason. And. That's probably we will not discuss so that. Do uh, uh, We uh, need to talk about Detroit Concord Elegance mm-hmm. is in September.
1: On September 23rd. We are uh, allegedly, apparently, hopefully, uh, going to be doing a live episode of the Cormagin Show at the Detroit Concord Um, some point during the day. So hopefully that'll be recorded and we can play it as an episode, but it will be broadcasted did, did live to the
0: people at the... Uh, Attending, not on the internet. Yes. So Sorry. broadcast is perhaps the wrong word, but... It will occur. Um, yes. The, the people there can watch us and listen.
1: Um, and maybe even ask questions. So that should be a fun episode to do. Also, you've never been to Detroit.
0: I have never been to Detroit. That is true. And uh, Haggerty's Drivers Club. You have to say something about that, right? I don't know. But if you're interested in towing your honda beat 148
1: miles from using yes 148
0: out of the 150 available miles
1: Uh, Haggerty drivers club make sure you break down at exactly the address that i broke down so that you can get a Haggerty drivers club tow guaranteed flatbed all the way home uh and um there's a link in the bottom or there up top and then in the description all right he's learning 100 and was this episode 112 11 I don't know 109 went live 110 this is 110 thank you
0: (laughs) you snore loud (laughs) it's fake but it's you know I'm tired I am also tired you're old and tired sick and tired no I'm not sick just tired.
1: Just tired. I hope you're not sick because we don't have a COVID like splatter shield going.
0: Mm-hmm. Tired from Car Week. I am cracking to oh, coffee right try now. Try and oh. fix, fix the tired. Uh, this episode is
1: sponsored inadvertently by Starbucks Espresso and
0: caffeine generally. Hmm. Um, yes, we have
1: both just survived Car Week 2023,
0: mm-hmm. which is uh, if you've never been to Monterey Car Week, it's a thing. It is a thing. Uh, let's see. Did we see? We saw some people whose first car week it was this year. Yeah. To get some impressions from and them. They, they mostly just twitch.
1: They get like an eye twitch, and they're like, I,
0: I, I, I think I think I like it, but I never <laughs> want to come back here again. And then you're like, the next day, they're like, this is, this is too much. I love it. and then by day three they're like yes yes so lean into the four to six hour a night of sleep schedule yeah. if you're
1: able right and the rest of the time is a hundred percent overload sensory mm-hmm. over, it's just sensory overload it's sights sounds people cars um so earlier this year remember i went to villa desta for the first time which is mm-hmm. which i declared the best car show in the world um i find it Relatively amusing that you and I went to Monterey Car Week, which of course is all wrapped around the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance, which mm. is probably mm. the most prestigious car show in the US, Concord in the US. And neither of us went. Whoopsies. Not whoopsies. That was on purpose. Mm. Um from for me anyway. I am that is actually the least interesting event of the year for me. Of the of the well of the week. It's the least interesting of the events that I would consider going to for the mm. week. What was your excuse?
0: Uh, I just was very tired and didn't feel like spending the money. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it is
1: 400 cars
0: in in a parking lot. I, it's one of the most beautiful parking lots you've ever seen. A grass seen. parking lot. I So a couple of reasons, I guess, for me. I like to see them in motion and you can see them on Thursday morning being in motion. Many of did. them. And we did. Uh, and we did. And, uh, if the, you know, if you are going to go to the concourse, my recommendation is to go early. You don't have to necessarily do Dawn Patrol, but find a way to get in early. I think it officially doesn't open until 1030 or something like that. But if there's a way for you to get in at like eight in the morning instead of five, Dawn Patrol is at the, when they're driving them onto the field and that's at like five in the morning which is, or whatever. Which is magic. It is very cool. It's, it's just very always, early. It's very early, but it's almost
1: always foggy, misty. Um, and to dark. see these dark, and to see these cars and their old, like Yellow. yellowed headlights, driving through or trying to drive through the fog. Uh, in this, it's just, it's like. It's, it's like a movie set. It's it's yeah. unbelievably it's cool. very evocative. Yeah. And we've talked about the differences in the, in the sound, right? I mean, I, I, we were there this year and a Rolls Royce went by and a Tesla went by. And the Rolls from the 1920s was far quieter than the yeah, Tesla Yeah, because it
0: has uh, narrower tires. <laughs> now, yeah. And the,
1: and the engine, you can't even hear them running. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. But seeing them parked in a parking lot or, you know, a... a Lawn, lawn, yay! Whatever. Too many people, too many cars. Yeah. It's overloaded. So if you're not going to go z- no. z-
0: at dar- zero dark thirty, then you go at like eight in the morning. Or Thursday. So
1: Thursday is the Pebble Beach tour, uh, mm-hmm. in which Thursday all morning. of the participating cars are invited. It's a it's a drive that they do, um, and it serves as a tiebreaker for anyone if they're tied for their class. If one had done the tour and one didn't, the one that wins the tour uh, did the tour wins. Um, but it's really the place you can see them roaring away, which is pretty neat.
0: Or whispering. Yep or whispering yeah. and uh, I happened to get lucky this year they were all on the way back from the tour while I was driving the opposite direction mm-hmm. so I got to see the whole th- in addition to watching them all leave at the beginning uh, I, would, I got to see them all uh, we, were uh, oh, we were together in, in the Citroen and we were
1: facing quite severely downhill and so it's a 55 mile an hour uphill um, after a stop up a big hill so we got to hear them all roar by us that was really cool mm-hmm. Or while boop. we s- were stuck in traffic <laughs> Yeah, in a fabulous Citroen yes um yeah so the week kicked off with me finishing the beat and you packing the citroen so the citroen was your choice
0: for the for car week transport for the year why Mm -hmm. um because you certainly don't want to do it in a porsche (laughs) uh, because there are so many porsches that it's just completely dull uh and you don't want to do it in a modern exotic because there's so many of those that those are also completely dull uh, so I chose the Citroen because it's the most interesting, and it's also a car that doesn't inspire you to go fast. It's not a car that, that where there's any value in going faster versus slower, which is great because there's a shitload of traffic. Uh, there's also a lot of like off pavement because you're invariably like at a golf course for a show or at a here for, like the racetrack is like on a hillside, and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like off roading. So the Citroen was actually kind of the perfect car week car because you don't need to go fast to enjoy it it has a lot of suspension travel very a lot of ride comfort and it's the only one as far as i know i'm not aware of any other cx's uh on the entire peninsula and there was a gs i yeah. rode in the gs i um, saw a ds ah, good. i saw only one i saw a de chevaux to a de Cheveaux, two, two cv i did not parked that. in front of a french restaurant of course of course
1: um what and and by the way we're not kidding when there, how many nine eleven well, how many 911s or air-cooled Porsches do you think were on that peninsula that week? A thousand? Oh, God. Yeah, at least. It's got to be. I mean, and so so it's it's such a strange thing. You show up in a, in a car that is, you know... I
0: Ordinarily guess. interesting and noteworthy. And, like, if you're driving around on a day-to-day basis and you see an air-cooled Porsche, you're like, oh, some guy in an air-cooled Porsche. Yes. Cool.
1: Respect, right? Yes. And you see one there and you're like, lack of respect. Yes. Because that is the most boring... You know it's going to start, run, operate perfectly, and be wonderful, but it's... And
0: it's just... There's all of them. They are all the, they all look the same. Like, if you're trying to... Add, I mean, to me, I feel, as a person who is a car enthusiast, when you're at an event like this, you're, you have a duty to make the traffic more interesting. If you have <laughs> a, so an interesting car, yeah. then it is your responsibility to exercise it and give people the joy of seeing it. Just... It is the Driving one around. time
1: a year that I can street park anything and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, look, not everyone there is is there for car week, but the vast majority of people are or they're at least conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there was the one Lexus who t- pulled out in front of 700 people and there was a guy. Oh, there was a, another Lexus who slammed on the brakes in front of me while I was in a 43-year-old British car with drum brakes. Um be, only two of them. Only two of them, because there was a truck coming and he thought it would be very nice to literally ABS to a stop and then wave the truck out. Um, so there are stupid people, but the rest of the time, I think most people are at least similarly minded or cognizant of the fact that you're in something old and special and dangerous and fragile, and they respect
0: it. And so. as far as street parking goes, there's going to be people nearby who are car people, yeah, and so they're, they're going for. to sort of, I think, socially corral a yeah. bad behavior. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Of of irresponsible people.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat experience.
0: Um, So yeah, the Citroën was very well suited to that. The other experience I had in the GS is we were parking it and this like bearded dude who looked like ZZ Top, gray-haired bearded dude, wearing a literal American, like the shirt was entirely American flag. Um, So interesting demographic, not, uh, he pulls up in a, What initially you're just like, oh, it's an old Ford. And then I looked at it and I was like, that's a Centurion, which is their special custom built, coach built uh, equivalent to a Suburban. Mm -hmm. It's an old Ford OBS, old body style Ford F-150, but turned into a four-door. And it's just like, this is such a weird exchange to be happening between Mr. American Flag, who's interested in the Citroen. So he knew what it was. He he appeared to. Yeah, Yeah. he did. He did. um, He knew it was a Citroen, certainly. Uh, so that was a great exchange of just like only a car week. And I was like, is that a Centurion? And he's like, yes, it is. And I was like, amazing. I've never seen one in person. And he, so like, that's a very car it's week bizarre. experience. Yeah, you're in a French, you're in a United Nations flag. driving. Yes. On. Yeah. The car is one of the, it's a flag livery car because it went to the Munich Olympics in 1972. So they painted flags all over it. Oh, so cool. it was not a picture of subtlety, but it was a picture of coolness. Cool. I not, uh, and you did not Citroen. I did not Citroen and I barely beat it. Yes.
1: Um so all right Honda report? Beat update. So the only car that I've ever broken down in, during car week on any and had to be towed home on any sort of car week or whatever as is the Honda. Um so what had happened was what an amazing track record. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the one car that I expected to be reliable and probably would have been. All right, we'll get there in a second. So the Beat, I thought would be a fun Monterey Car Week car because it's special and it's little and parking is always a problem and I can park that thing literally on the sidewalk and, you know, it's not going to block anyone. So I finished the timing belt service after having found out that the belt was 23 years old, pulled the belt out. It actually looked beautiful. So either it had been done before or it's just an undocumented belt service. Yep. Uh, put it all back together, kind of a pain in the ass to work in the car because there's not a lot of room but I have a lot of little tools, it was fine, everything went wonderfully, uh, put it back together, started, ran, everything was great, I drove uh, to my buddy's shop, I charged the air conditioning, all we did was charge it, boom, came right on, blew cold, everybody's happy, packed it and drove it down, um, didn't skip a beat, miss a beat, whatever (laughs) whatever it It was the beat it was the beat um i decided to take highway one which is a 55 zone most of the way that's what i would do too usually moving 50 60 so i was at five or six thousand rpm rather than seven or eight a
0: mere five or six thousand
1: rpm of cruising speed because the other way to go is the highway and there's an hour and a half of 80 yeah uh, and i just am not miles per hour yeah 80 miles an hour which would also mean like 7700 rpm or something close to that so uh made it down fabulously the air conditioning blew cold it was perfect as soon as you get off the coast like it was perfect at the coast with the top down and then as soon as you go inland it's eight million degrees so top up ac drove it to the house unpacked stuff went to the kickoff the uh it's the grassroots motorsport and classic um what the hell's the other there are the magazine grassroots motorsports kickoff thing judged a couple classes saw a bunch of wonderful people great cars and then went to the ecme house uh, and the ECM house is just an open house, basically, for the week. It's one of the one of the founding members. If you know us. If you know you, right. Uh, it just becomes a very social place. It's like, you know, ground zero for a lot of our circles of friends. So I went there and I left the keys in the ignition uh, just so that if anyone needed to, I was blocking a Koenigsegg and I was stuck between that and like a Pagani or something. Oh, who knows? You know, and here I am in this little stupid beat. So I leave it there. I leave the keys in so somebody could push it out of the way if they needed to and without my knowledge or consent one of our f- close friends got in and drove away um i was concerned for his mental state of being i don't know what that means and i was like oh my god how fucked up is he and everyone's like very but your car will be fine so we heard first gear we heard second gear and then we heard silence and i thought okay well everything's fine he's gone <laughs> uh he's gone and then my phone rang hey your It's out of gas no it's not it's got a quarter tank he's like yeah no it's out of gas i'm like but it's not it's got a quarter tank of gas yeah, yeah yeah don't be ridiculous your fuel gauge doesn't work and i'm like it works perfectly it's not out of gas what happened so we walk up the hill you and i and we get to the top of the hill and he's like i don't know what happened i shifted from second to third and it never came back and derek because he's a sharp tongued jerk says yeah that's because you shift back into because you shifted back into first and that's immediately went they're in my mind, right? Somebody who's unfamiliar Did with the car. Did I say that? Yes. Oops. Immediately and without hesitation. Um, ah, yeah. oopsies. You're like, that's because you shifted back in a first. And he's like, no, I didn't. But the thing is, somebody hops into a right-hand drive who's not used to driving in a right-hand drive car uh, with a 40 millimeter shift throw. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like shifting with a toothpick. Uh, my, my thought immediately went to, uh-oh, money shifted. It cranked. It's appeared to have compression, but... It did kind not. of sound like it was out of gas. Uh, so we pushed down a hill. I drove all the way into town, bought a gas can, put a gallon of gas in it, which is a quarter tank, and uh, nothing. It just smelled like gas. So uh, it was 148 glorious miles to my warehouse from where we were. And Haggerty Roadside covers 150. So huh. thank God for Haggerty Roadside. Showed up. The car got put in. It's got, brought home. I opened the garage door remotely. Boom. And it there it sat. The best part of this whole story, though, is that on the way was my friend who was bringing down the Rover anyway. And it was a last-second decision. Hey, I'm going to come down to Car Week. And I'm like, great. Here's the code for the garage. Go get the Rover and enjoy your wafting experience down to Monterey.
0: It's already been road uh, road trip approved, approved for
1: Yeah, for long, much longer distances. Had I known it was going to be the Monterey car, I would have charged the AC on that car, but I, we just hadn't gotten around to it. Um, it was an absolutely magnificent car we car it was fucking splendiferous it was perfect i, lo- I and love and this
0: all the, the whole beat failure happened on the first day the first day yeah on the tuesday first night i mean it was yeah. Fr- yeah i got tuesday got up
1: tuesday morning drove down there and then tuesday night it failed to proceed yes uh wednesday morning i got towed right wednesday yes night? yeah um, or maybe it was, it was thursday later, but it yeah. sad for a couple days behind these emails um mm-hmm. and then thursday I got towed uh, but the rover was fucking flawless like, I still don't understand.
0: How it's such a good example. Oh. It did better than the Citroën. The Citroën, uh, the passenger uh, window stopped working. Oh. Electric window. Shame. Uh, but yeah, otherwise the Citroën was fine. Yeah, The <laughs> rover held four people comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, got 20 miles per gallon-ish, 19 point something. Um, yeah, turns out that car and generated gets. a lot of enthusiasm. This happened to both of us because we both operated cars that no one else nearby happened yeah. to possess. I was probably the only SD one driving around on the peninsula. I would guarantee. One it. Assumes yeah. and the CX was the same. So just constant message. I just saw you go by because yeah. it's you know if you're driving around in a red Porsche, that's not going to happen because it's a red Porsche. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice yeah. it or look at it or identify a
1: it. flaming Porsche. No one would even notice. You'd have yeah. to literally. I, I i like showgirls, yeah showgirls with like vegas signs on top of it for somebody to know um every, it's not an exaggeration to say it rarely didn't have anyone surrounding it it m- most of the time when it was street parked or parked anywhere in, in public there was a crowd around it i was also I interested to hear
0: that, that, so. that they were um largely british folks
1: They're, so yeah the I mean, a lot of the people who came up with British and they're like, oh my God, I haven't seen one of these in America ever. They've never sold them in America. I'm like, yes, they did. They sold, you know.
0: A thousand of them. <laughs> what was it? 1,245 yeah. or something. Um, yes. Yes. As rare as a Carrera GT. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's what you should put in the the uh, the lead sentence when you do a, uh, a of the description when you do a revelations on it. As
1: rare as a CGT. Uh, they and, sold
0: 300,000 of them total <laughs> it's amazing yeah three hundred three thousand.
1: it's so nuts but anyway but the coolest thing was watching younger people lose their shit over it like you know we were sitting at a red light it would pull up to a red light and there was a kid sitting on like right on the side of the road obviously just watching all the cool cars go by in downtown Monterey and he's like is that an SD1 and I was just like how the Fuck did you know? Yes, why yes it is. Um it was really cool to see how He's much He's going to joy grow up to be me. Brought. Yeah, could be. Um it was really cool to see how much joy that car brought. Or and the sure marketing right. that
0: you are bringing to the world about the existence of the SD1 is causing a resurgence in interest and collectability and values of Rover SD1s. That'd be nice
1: cuz I think we overpaid for that car. Whatever. Um uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's really wonderful to drive a car that makes people happy, and I'm sure, sure the Citroën. We were driving the Citroën when that French lady saw us.
0: Mm-hmm. And she said, Citroën." Yeah, um, and she read the sticker that said "La vue c'est la vie," and she was very excited. You're gonna have to translate that for yes. la, yeah. yeah. la vue c'est la vie. The the view is life. Yes, or something that's life. Yeah, the view that's life. I guess. La vue c'est
1: la vie. The view that is life. Yes. Um, anyway, um, cool car. Cool car, but I love I love happy makers, right? Yes, no one you no,
0: no, um, embitteredness, no sort of disgruntlement, no anti one percenter sentiment because they're very much not one percenter 1%. cars. Well, they're they one percent of the worst,
1: the least traffic cars.
0: traffic cars. I mean, they made a million CXs and 300,000 SD1s, but nobody saved them yeah. because they were just they're gone, tools yeah. to all go gone. places. Um, yeah, there's something to be said for a joy maker, especially look, Pe- Pebble
1: or Monterey Car Week is wonderful for us but terrible for the people who live in Carmel and sort of live on the peninsula and the cops are n- not having any part of this anymore. It's just getting worse and worse. Yeah, no fuckery. Um, yeah, I did see one of the DDE, the daily-driven exotic car guys got arrested um,
0: with, mm. I think, his Lambo. I saw just, somebody tagged me. Two of, of those cars got um towed. Of the DDE cars? Mm-hmm. Really? to the ECME house after that occurred and the operators were no longer allowed to operate them. So they said, get these things out of here. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I did not know that. Um, uh, that was deserved. For I know what the infraction was and it was deserved. It was unsafe.
1: Yeah, well, that's, he, I, there's nothing I want. I'm very much on the fence, right? I love car culture and I love all kinds of car culture. And I don't like the fact that Carmel's a resident. So Carmel was always the historical site of the kickoff. I don't know if always, but the last... Certainly, a decade or two. The, the kickoff was the a concourse on the Avenue, which is downtown mm-hmm. car- Carmel. They they close off Ocean Boulevard Avenue, whatever it's Avenue. called,
0: um, and it was a beautifully curated car show uh, that started on Tuesday and was free. So it was good for our people to go see cars at yeah. no cost. There are there's definitely ways to do this on the cheap. There's also definitely ways to do this week on yeah. the not cheap. Right. Uh, but that event was free, and always had interesting cars. Yep. And, and other than so one run
1: in that we had with the organizer, who. Uh, <laughs> who was very upset with our friend for leaving before he was able to get a trophy. Um, it was really just a wonderful kickoff and he, the organizer, unfortunately passed away and Carmel immediately made it clear it's over. It's done. He's dead. No, never again. Um, and I saw that Carmel had put out press releases about the zero tolerance policy for revving engines or any sort of other automotive fuckery. Um, and I stayed at a, at a friend's house in Pebble Beach, so inside the 17-mile gates, and it's where the whole sort of ground Concorde. zero is. Um, and all you hear is Lamborghinis all night. I mean, it's just one Aventador after the next Aventador, really? after the, hur- like, a Huracan after a guy. It's just screaming Lamborghinis, revving and accelerating everywhere. And I, th- you start to just get irritated. You're like, what is it about these fucking cars that makes people get up at one o'clock in the morning and just rev their engines to their limiters uh, for no reason, like people, there are people here. I don't like them. I don't know any of them who don't like Car Week or aren't here for Car Week. Let them fucking sleep. Um, so I can sort of understand that. I mean, there the are
0: people practice. there who are into cars who are also not interested in hearing that. It reflects poorly on the community. They have never heard an, a,
1: a straight-piped Aventador at full throttle because that everyone wants to hear that.
0: <laughs> Except
1: if you're not into cars. No, I mean I'm I'm joking. So. So I'm a little bit worried every year because every year it gets a little bit more strict where I see more cops. They put a chicane, multiple chicanes on the roads inside 17 mile drive. So like here I come barreling down this 25 well, that's zone. That's why they like do it. 26. And there's a fucking chicane in the middle of the road with a with a like crossing guard with a flashlight blinding me just yes. to say slow down. Yes. Um, and I thought this could be the beginning of the end.
0: I don't know if the chicane works and that's as far as we go, then I guess it's fine. I mean, I just went right through it. I hit the guy and through the cones. And whatever. That's a lot of seconds it's of a, penalties, right? A, How many
1: cones was that? Yeah, but it doesn't count. It's got big U.S. bumpers. Nothing, nothing dents it. No, this I just mean for you, I know. Um, but uh, other than, you know, the police presence, like it's just a wonderful thing to be around this many like-minded individuals, revving Lamborghinis aside. Um, and there was a point to what I was going to say. Do you know what it was? No, I probably did at one point, but this you were talking about happy yet. makers. Yeah. Oh, Oh. and the idea to, to elaborate on your point of a car that doesn't want to drive fast, mm-hmm. it's the perfect thing yes. to have there.
0: Yeah. The beat um, also is obviously very well suited to that because you can have a hell of a good time at, at very low 10 speed. miles an hour. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, it, uh, I actually drove it to one event that was uh, on the... I had to drive through the entirety of... What is it? Is it called? The Del Monte pebble Forest. Beach, whatever, Del Monte Forest. Um, and so I could have gone on the main road or just... It was the equidistant to just go through. And it's all 25 to 40 mile an hour roads. I mean, you're never going faster than that ever. And I'm like, I finally found the first... The world's perfect pebble car. Because I'm in fifth gear, halfway up the tack... Mm-hmm. And I'm just loafing along and this is like
0: the right size roads and the right speeds for this car. And then, mm-hmm. a yeah, um, so the right. Yeah, this is a discussion on what is the right car for the event. You just want something that there's not a lot of. Right. Your goal is to expand the array of automotive experiences that the spectators are having. Uh, and just have a little. I mean, I don't know if I think too much. I don't know if I totally agree goal. with you. It's not my goal. No, but it would be nice to, produ- to, to add some value. If you feel like there's a community of car enthusiasts, yeah. that you want to add something to the conversation that is not being added by anyone else, which is not something you get if you're driving around in a new Ferrari right. or a Porsche.
1: Or worse, a rental car. I mean, one of yeah. the first years I went, I took a Toyota Avalon. So most journalists will bring press cars down and the amount of press cars that show up at Pebble Beach is just insane. Uh, and I had an Avalon and I you know, brought it because I had a lot of luggage, because you need a lot of clothes, because everything is formal. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Um, and it was just a very different experience than driving a car that everyone is so happy to see and you're so welcome anywhere. You can park as I did, a rover anywhere you want. And no one's going to be upset about this turquoise thing on their lawn. Not that I would park on someone's lawn, but it's, you know what I mean? Like you can edge into a spot, squeeze in somewhere, yes. and no one's going to hit your bumper. No one's, they're just...
0: So you had the, the kid who yelled at you, who said, is that an SD-1? Did you have any other memorable i had the french lady of course the exclamation i mean i had the, had the guy lady. who's
1: the head of the rover club of america come over and it was like
0: oh my gold and he gave me a
1: great piece of advice he said uh, about that fuel injection uh it's amazing isn't it And i'm like well yeah it works all right and he goes well here's the great thing about it it will always start and it will always run Never well, but it will always do it. <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> I'm really glad to hear you say that because there's a couple little weird. There's an idle it surge, surges, yeah. Um, but just leave well enough alone. Which goes away, by the way, when the oxygen sensors are very hot. So if mm-hmm. you get off the highway, it's a steady 800 rpm idle, just Amazing. perfect. Um, and then going down a long grade. And now that I've done that 400 times because it's very hilly there. There's a like a one hertz cycle of fuel cut and then non fuel cut and then mm-hmm. f- so you. It's get supposed a, to be cut all always, but it sometimes so. cycles back so on. So you got.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, enough. good enough good enough it started it ran it was beautiful everywhere it went um, yeah i heard when i was driving my citroen and carmel looking for parking one night uh, i heard a voice and it was obviously a adolescent male and I just hear, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was probably that is, my favorite exchange of the entire of the entire week.
1: <laughs> I think looking at that CX, I think that is the perfect question to ask. The
0: oh, fuck is that? Yeah. I mean it's so. And it was obviously and, like audible. Like it wasn't like ashamed or anything. Yeah. He was genuinely enthused well, and curious yeah. oh, curious, I guess.
1: Uh, I the first the first meal that I had there, I I saw a 28 thousand 38,000 mile kilometer 190 e 2.5 evo 2 Ooh. with my color plaid interior mm-hmm. and the owner was great and he mm-hmm. he knew everything about the car um he excellent was really fun like it's just and it was by the way just parked in the parking lot for the for the place we were eating mm-hmm. and so he, his girlfriend came over and said hey can i bother you a second my boyfriend said he'll give me 200 bucks if i go and say hi to you and I'm like, one up, like, let's do a selfie. Let's do something stupid. So she, she was awesome. We started talking. And he walked over and he's like, she came over in a couple minutes later and she's got two, two $100 bills. She's like, hey, <laughs> we start talking. He's a huge car guy um, and so. has this Evo 2 with no miles on it. Oh. And I wanted to punch him in the dick. Yes, because because I'm jealous. You want
0: one of those? I do too. I think those are super cool. Although I have to imagine the experience is not that much different from the cars we have. It's pretty different. It's, yeah.
1: So the Evo twos are 235 PS versus 185, but they weigh over 3,000 pounds. My car is 2845. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the differential in speed is minor at best they will they'll pull another couple of kilometers an hour because they have lower drag coefficient despite all the wings and everything else uh but i think they're within a tenth to 100 kilometers an hour um mm-hmm. and i think it was him or another uh 190 16 valve and uh, sort of specialist who's like yeah actually the early cars are the fastest mm-hmm. um and the evos aren't as, quite as quick um so there's really but more importantly there's no difference in speed the steering is much quicker and the suspension is much tighter. So mm. whereas our cars sort of will yes. will float over anything and they hork over and they nothing bothers them and they're per, it's perfect for what they are. This feels very much like what Race M will do. Yeah. Um. So you know, really, really down. tight body control. Um. And I kind of like our car better. Um. What once you factor in the fact that these are now half a million dollar cars. <laughs> um. Visually I think you no can get cars. one in the three hundreds.
0: A mere three hundred thousand dollars
1: Right, but you can get a really nice 16 valve Euro sixteen valve for thirty thousand dollars. So is it worth 10 times the price? Mm-hmm. Or twenty times the price? No. Um but for the way it looks. Mm-hmm. For that, yes. Um but it's just so cool to see a street park two, five, 16 yeah eco.
0: In the United States, a car which was never remotely yeah. available True. anywhere close to here. Yep. Um I saw I mean,
1: I got a picture of somebody saw a two eighty eight and F forty and an Enzo right next to each other, just street parked. Of course, Um, that's fun. Uh, What other
0: highlights? One of the specialists at RM Auctions has a shooting brake Aston Martin Virage. Uh, oh. that I got to see up close which was one of the highlights for me of things to, that I got to see I mean this there were a handful maybe there was a seven of these or something that were made where you could just get a station wagon version of the big Aston Martin and so it was cool. double green green on green and the, in the, the luggage area there is wood veneer oh, like on the side fantastic. it's like a door <laughs> panel but on the in the luggage area I mean that's what this thing is it was really that's really cool. cool and he's been sort of recommissioning it and drove it all around and stuff so, cool. so there was the was Dino cool prototype shooting break also the orange one. It's the orange one. Yes, we. I, mean, I don't we think know the was owners. Driving around, yeah,
1: I don't think it was driving around much, but uh, I ran was.
0: into the owner at the uh, Tour d'Elegance.
1: Um, that was really cool. Very um, very cool car, very the cool. Ginevra concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um yeah it was geneva Par- parigi it was like both paris and geneva i think mm-hmm. was in the name so clearly they
0: uh, put was at both of those motor shows In i think um,
1: e. the other one that was interesting to me was the very first ferrari 308 gt4 dino ever made mm-hmm. thus the first ever v8 ferrari, yeah, engine road ferrari car. Yeah. Uh, and mid-engine no not mid-engine first v8 mid-engine first, mid-engine mid-engine, yeah. Yeah. first v8 ferrari period right road car yeah certainly road car yeah so the first modern flat plane crank v8 period Mm -hmm. um that was for sale by a wonderful brooklyn born gentleman named al Mm -hmm. yep al and i had a fucking great conversation it was like being at home with my family um he was he was awesome um
0: yeah he knew who you were and was very excited to show you around all the the special characteristics of the car it was gorgeous in like blue metallic Mm -hmm. gorgeous condition it sold well it sold for four hundred and five thousand dollars plus buyer premium. Yeah, right? sold in the mid four hundreds, which is a shocking price. About that from like you know twenty years ago or ten. Yeah, years when they, ago, I remember, 20, I sold one 000. for twenty two thousand dollars, and yeah. it was a nice one. The guy had spent all this money and effort making a really nice one, and we sold it for twenty two yeah. grand.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I Historically
0: mean, significant. That's an outlier value for oh, one I of those agree. cars because yeah. it's the first one made. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's on one hand, you're like, oh, it's a very expensive three hundred eight GT four. On the other hand, you're like, it's the first V eight mid-engine Ferrari ever, ever made right you know so then you are like, oh, that's quite a significant car yeah. so I, I mean I can see the value and it was spectacularly presented yeah. it was like light blue metallic with white interior it was really and just stunning. the cool
1: details like the door handles were totally different than the production ones and mm-hmm. it was just it was a that was a neat car it was a neat experience to get the tour mm-hmm. uh, by, from, the passionate from Al, by the passionate so. owner um who did yeah. the car I mean he yeah. was the one that shepherded it through that uh, restoration um so you just see all kinds of shit I'm trying to think if I saw anything shitty that I loved Light. Yeah,
0: how was the lemons? I didn't make it this year.
1: Lemons was tough because I had to judge very quickly the German category and then I had to leave for a friend's memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so I
0: had a friend... So uh, you were working uh, in efficiency mode. You weren't yeah. really uh, um, too focused. My advice
1: to all of you listeners is if you are, for example, 35 years old, this, was, this friend was 36 years old and in perfect health, uh, it's very upsetting to see that um, somebody made a post on Facebook that was like, you know... It said something about like he that he passed away and then the next article in the news or in the news feed was there was a car accident in san francisco um and some website scraper picked it up and made an obituary out of with ai that you know weston had died in a car accident in san francisco um and this was okay does it Which really is matter? not what happened not what happened and so the family was just devastated like what the fuck is going on here and that's just a sad reality that i had never been presented with like i didn't realize that that these scrapers would get shit so wrong and next thing you know it's all over you do a search for his name and it's just all this car accident car accident car accident um but this was a good friend of mine and uh, i was 36 years old in absolutely perfect shape and perfect health um no drugs no nothing um got Ill one evening and was vomiting, thought it was food poisoning, uh, and went to sleep and never woke up. And it was a a ruptured brain aneurysm. And so it's just a little bit of a PSA that we can give here now. And, you know, um, that when you're feeling ill, you really have to have your friends around. You have to have somebody watching. I don't know what we could have done to save him because it was. Yes, perhaps nothing. But most likely nothing. But, you know, he did pass away very peacefully. He, you know, he went to sleep. Period, and that's it. Um, but uh, but you know, maybe he had some neurological signs first that we could have seen. That's a, always what goes through your head. Um, but just take care of each other. I mean, just watch your friends if they're if they're feeling sick, especially as like COVID season comes around. You just never know. He thought he got food poisoning. Yeah. Um, and in in one of the first signs of an aneurysm rupturing is nausea and vomiting, um, and usually a, a terrible headache, which he didn't tell anyone about. He just said, "I was up all night throwing up. I feel like shit." That was the last we heard. Um, but anyway, so that was the end of Car Week for me. I went home for his celebration of life, and then um, didn't come back for the car show. I just wasn't wasn't going to do it at that point. Enough. Um, but Lemons was as usual. Now we started to bring everyone down. Um, uh, wonderful because it like Wayne Carini showed up in a car that he drove over from some guy's auto sales that everyone knows, and I don't know. His oh name, yes, Doty. A Dodi. Um, and it was spectacularly shitty. It was a Carmen Ghia the hell was the story with this car whatever it was it was just gone it was just completely gone but he drove it over with over with no brakes like mm-hmm. they, had, they had pulled it out of a barn um there was a dead artvark in it or some fucking bleh, possum um <laughs> there was just it was just Possum had actually. I have a picture of this, but it had actually been taken out of another car that he found. But it was like it was Was just matching numbers, so it wasn't a matching numbers numbers, possum because it came from another Uh, car. But it was just so cool to see this pile of shit that you know Wayne was stupid slash brave enough to drive. And I'm like, please tell me he wore a mask because the car was just there was nothing left to it. Um, But there was uh, something for everyone. There's always that show is a lot of fun. It's it's a bit of comic relief on a week that's really takes itself a little bit too seriously at times. Yep. but I brought a friend with me, and you know, we were talking about this. We probably we ran ourselves ragged, and we probably saw one tenth went to one tenth of the events we could have gone to, mm-hmm. um, one fourth the ones that we would have wanted to go to, and one fiftieth of what was actually
0: there. Yes, that's true. It's I, I think another pointer. I was talking to someone who's I think was second car week, and he said it's such a difference to have. A crew of people that you like and hang out with, Mm -hmm. and and then it becomes a sort of just a a week long hangout with all your car friends, going to cool different things. Mm -hmm. You go by yourself, it's not nearly as rewarding as if Mm -hmm. you go with a little group of people who, you know, are like minded and you sort of socialize. And you know, every a lot of the enthusiasts who rent houses will have an event and you get together and see people. And Mm -hmm. it's like you just hope to to cross paths with everybody who you want to interact with all week. And of course, and you meet meet everyone's new new cars and And when you meet their new friends and their cars, and it's just yeah. It yes. winds up being as much about the people as it does about the cars always. Absolutely. Always. Car people. Uh, what else? You went to the quail. So uh, the quail
1: is... Um, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about the quail. Because... All right. So first, let me talk about motor Lux. So motor lux you previously was called McCall's Jet Center Party. Right? Yes. Um, and if you had to describe it in two words, what two words would you use? I have previously called it motor douche. Uh, I would say in two words, it's the best. The best definition I've heard of it, a description of it, I heard was "hookers and blow." Um, okay, but it's very, it was very, very well image oriented. Very image, very lot more money plastic, than taste. Yeah, a lot of plastic surgery, a lot of bad plastic surgery. Yeah. Um, so I got tickets this year. So Haggerty bought it, changed the name to Motorlux, and it's still at the Jet Center and
0: same time, same, time, same, same, same location. Place, yeah.
1: And I brought my friends. I was like, come on, this is just going to be like the world's best shit show. Yeah. Um, And it was kind of... The vibe is different now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was kind of great. Yeah. I had Um, a good time at that event. Normally, i try to avoid it. There was a whole
1: K-car display, which I didn't even know about. Like, I wish they would have asked me. I would have brought the Beat in. There was a white Beat 660, the the Mm. current one. Oh, the uh, Um, Honda S660. Yes. Um, And uh, there were great cars in there. And Roof had their display there with their spectacular new cars, Um, great food. It was just, it was a lot of fun. So that's the sort of like bougie fancy one that I thought I was going to hate, but actually quite loved. There was dancing, there was great music. Um,
0: And then so that's the sort of first night a second night, and then and that was also adjacent to Broad Arrow's preview, and they have an yes. auction there that happens the night after, I think. And so it was nice to get to see those cars as well. I never preview.
1: made it over; I made it as far as the white Dino that I did the Revelations on. Oh yes, it um, was
0: there, and it sold I think a shade under five hundred. Did I was going to ask you
1: if you'd seen that? I keep meaning to look, um, but I went over and I gave it a little pat on the butt. I love that car. I if I had the money, I would have that car in a second. Um, but then the next sort of like real event is the Quail. The Quail colon a motorsports gathering. Yes, that's
0: Friday. That's Friday. Tickets it's very hard. Yeah, tickets are dollars Tickets, If you can find one. Yeah, which you can't. Which no you chance. can't. Um, yes. And I normally
1: wouldn't want to do such a thing. Um, I was there as media, so I, I don't have to pay that. And I hate to even admit that, but I'm not going to spend $1,200 to go to a party. It is free food and free booze, and the champagne is definitely flowing. But I don't drink, so it's fucking wasted on me. Um... But that is a relatively small amount of cars curated very well in a cool location with great food, great drink, good music, um, and an amazing crowd.
0: Yes, there's certainly some crowd watching. Um, The best way to attend the quail, in my opinion, although it's more expensive in some ways, but less expensive in other ways, is to enter a car. (laughs) Show a car. Yeah, if you show a car there... Uh, I don't know what it costs anymore but I have done them year. it's 950 this yeah. year so you get two tickets for 950 instead, instead of 1250 ahead <laughs> yeah. so it's a substantial discount as long as you have something interesting enough right. that they want to see there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a better job and of course it, I think it was a, it started as a counterpoint to Concord Elegance which you know the best of show almost always goes to a pre-war car it has not always there have been a couple exceptions but almost always Concord d'Elegance is stodgy and oriented towards pre-war cars and you know there's some discussion about whether that's anachronistic and is sufficiently inclusive and like it was a big deal the first time a lamborghini was ever shown mm-hmm. at concord elegance wasn't that long ago you know we're talking like 10 or 20 years ago that uh, the first time a lamborghini ever went on the lawn at right. pebble because they were like that's <gasps> not a real that's an upstart uh, you know usurper newcomer we can't be highlighting the history of lamborghini 60 years Um, later yeah yeah so that was where pebble so so quail started as a place to show sort of really desirable interesting cars that were not pebble beach type cars you know cars that were post-war substantially with often a motorsport slant bent potentially yeah Mm -hmm. uh and so it was an interesting idea to do something that's kind of Pretty sophisticated in its execution, but includes food and drink, which is mm. not true at the Concord Elegance. True. Uh, and uh, just a place, for example, I think the Mira is a very good case study of the type of car that we displayed there. there. an F40 or a 288. You know, those cars wouldn't go on the lawn at Pebble, mm. but they're desirable and people are interested in them. And it'd be a nice to have an event where you could see that. And so they will curate their events so that they have stuff like, you know, the best example or a very interesting example of, whatever post-war sports car that is of interest to you, whether that's a Cobra or some coach built Swiss car or modern exotics or, you know, and now there's certain marks that treat it as a display for new cars too, which I'm less keen on. I'm less keen on that. I mean, what I loved was Porsche had, uh, a
1: their display and then directly in front of it were i think 11 carrera 2.7 rs's Mm -hmm. and for the 50th anniversary 50th anniversary and then nine nine five nines directly across the way where the hell do you ever see nine five nines nine Mm -hmm. of them Mm -hmm. um car week it's unbelievable to see them in just sort of like all of these different colors it's come on, that car just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, that was a, a neat experience. And then, of course, I'm walking around. I see CEO of Lucid. I see Jason Castriota, the designer. I mean, just personality after personality after personality. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of everyone's there um, yep. in the industry. So that's, a, that's always a highlight for me.
0: It's just become the event to attend, I think, for most people. And justifiably so. But anyway, the best best way to go is to show a car. And it doesn't necessarily need to be expensive. It just has to be interesting and cool. Uh, but there's obviously discretion there. It's hard to do. But mm-hmm. it is worth trying to do at some point if as a consideration. Uh, but we have plenty yeah. of people we know who are not these sort of uber wealthy next level people. who People who have sort of relatively standard but like well executed uh, vintage cars and show their they cars show yourself, there. Yeah. So it's a, a good path to take uh i would like to show a car there at some point you should be fun i'll bring the The sd1 uh is it nice enough no 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 it's it's not it's not quite there but uh, Um, something at some point i'm sure
1: i I show the mercedes i mean that's you know that's definitely motorsport Mm -hmm. um uh the Cosworth.
0: anyway so then that's kind of i mean i never made it to the racetrack oh i did uh once
1: okay so they're for the entire week or actually two weeks isn't it there yeah there's
0: prehistorics and then, uh, and then the racing is the, the subsequent which weekend. Which literal
1: all day, every day, race Those after race, practice. after race, after practice, after race, after, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And so I say to people, there are people who come to Monterey, are there for the entire week, I'm there for the entire week, and not only do we not ever cross paths, but we're never, I've never been to any of the places that they went and vice versa. So there are people who are literally at the track for five days. Um, or they'll be at the track, plus go to the Ferrari house, plus go to this event, Concorso Italiano or whatever. And oh, their yes. list and my list have literally not Zero a single club. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you were both busy every day. Every entire, minute yeah. of every day. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah. Uh, so made it home on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I dug into the beat.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. I was there. Um, Good news
1: well all right so the good news was it had compression but it only had 120 psi of compression right which is down from 180 the last time i checked it
0: but which was not too long ago
1: which was yeah months ago january so the but it was even across all three which told me okay that's a really good sign some obviously timing's off Mm -hmm. um but that it would be very unusual for all three cylinders to have exactly the same compression had there been piston valve contact right um so my theory was the timing had slipped, the timing belt had jumped. Um, and so I tore the whole frigging thing apart because you can't really see anything until you have the motor mount out and all this other crap done. Uh, and sure shit, it was two teeth off, um, which it had not done been. The, uh, so I timed it, uh, started it, and it ran perfectly. Compression tested, it was 180, so right back where it used to be. And then, um, then I boroscoped it. So I put a camera down and just make sure that in the prodigious layer of carbon that there is on top of the piston there's no valve marks and mm-hmm. nothing so there's no question there was no valve contact in any of the cylinders that is best case scenario so then it becomes a question of what the fuck happened yes and what did our friend do to my poor little beat
0: or what negligence may have unfolded during the uh
1: i've done a lot wrenching. of timing belts I've done a lot of timing belts and I don't fuck up timing belts. Okay. Have, had not. Had not. (laughs) Ever fucked up timing belt. Okay. Okay. So here's the way this works. This is a manual tensioner on the belt. So you are required to effectively decide how much tension there is. Better design, I would call them better designs, have a spring loaded tensioner that puts a certain amount of tension on it. And if the belt stretches a little bit,
0: it's always going to remain constant. This is not like that. This is a. You manual. are setting the initial amount of tension and then st- it can evolve over time as the belt stretches. Right, it can do whatever it wants.
1: However, there's a helper spring um, that helps you set that tension. So the idea is you get the belt on, you put the spring on with the tensioner, and you rotate the engine a couple of, usually really only one turn. Um, and by that point, everything settles in. The tensioner has applied the correct amount of tension to the belt. You lock it down and go. I did that. And in fact, I did that and I turned the engine over three full, three full revolutions because I wanted all three cylinders to do their, to do the thing, compression, go through all four strokes. And then I did one for good, another one for good measure because you only need two. So that, okay, we're good. Three, it was a little looser than I wanted it to be. So I nudged it a little bit, tightened it down and called it a day. Put it all back together. It started, ran, everything was perfect until our buddy drove it and that would appear that to be the time where it was just loose enough that it jumped. Um, so I think what my guess is what happened is he did a very aggressive shift or even something that sent a shock through the power yeah, or train. a money shift what well, doesn't matter I mean it doesn't it didn't no harm no foul um, but for whatever reason I made it. 400 kilometers with no issue, uh, but when he j- drove it, it jumped. So ultimately, it's on me. the t- The belt wasn't tightened enough. um The it's that spring actually got looks to be like it got hit by the belt when the belt was sort Lose. of jumping around um and got ground up in in the belt so there is a hole in the belt um, <laughs> which is not what you look for normally in a timing belt and there are some more uh, some marring there's some marring on the on the sprocket of the water pump which is driven for the belt um but that's it so you dodged uh, a bullet i dodged a bullet and i think what happened was and you need a new timing belt i have a new timing belt you're not gonna believe oh. this so i'm at the porsche party one night um And some guy walks over to me and he's like, hey, what happened to the beat? Because you had posted that it
0: was suffering from uh, failure to proceed.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I told him, I'm like, "Eh, I think timing jumped. I might need a motor. And he's like, well, let me know. I have a beat on on his way from Japan and I have a whole bunch of parts that I bought previous, you know, uh, that I have sitting. In advance of the car arriving. And I work at such and such dealership. And the dealership is like walking distance from my house. So I'm mm-hmm. like, get out. And he's like, I met your car at Radwood. Derek let me sit in it because I've wanted one for my whole life. And I never thought I'd ever be able to fit in it because he's tall. You let him sit in my car. He said, oh, shit. And so he, now he's bought one. So it's huh.
0: super cool. Closing the loop. I didn't realize it was
1: that fellow. Yeah. Yesterday, I'm at the bank. I realized the bank is right next to the, the dealership. I texted him. I'm like, hey, are you there? Not only is he there at work, he's got all of the parts in the trunk of his car. He gives me a timing belt kit, water pump, tensioners, the whole thing, plus trumpets that you can put on the individual throttle bodies to make more power, which I bought from him at the price that he paid so that I can go dyno the car um, and see if there's any difference before and after. Um, and so I'll have the car... And he's got a valve cover gasket, which I didn't even have for the last one. So the car will be probably tomorrow back on the road. Outstanding. What a, I, Car week is amazing. I break a beat and somebody walks over to me and says, I, I effectively... I work walking distance from your house and have all the parts that you're going to need.
0: Let me know. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Summed up car week. Uh, yeah. Like-minded folks. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Yep. What else? Anything else that we missed? I feel like I should go through my pictures and see what the fuck else we did. Because it's such a blur that I really is. remember. I'm still feeling a little hungover from the whole experience. So
1: Saturday... Saturday was a tough day because of the memorial, but we got back um, at seven twenty. Walked in the door, and had a birthday party to go to later that night. And so I thought, let me just sit down for like forever. 10 <laughs> I woke up at seven thirty the next morning. <laughs> Twelve hours dead to the world. I don't do that. Like I'm good for like I love to sleep and I'm a good sleeper. But come on, no one in their for. Early forties, um, <clears throat> would no one? Could, who what the fuck is the last time you were able to sleep twelve hours?
0: Yeah, never. Out like a light. I mean, that's yep. how that's car week. I look um, forward to when that arrives for me. I'm not quite there yet. What the twelve hours? Yes, <laughs> I haven't quite achieved that yet. I
1: needed it. I mean, it was yeah. just you know, it's it's run 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 drop, and then your alarm goes off, and you're like, there must be some sort of mistake. Yes. It's still dark out. Oh shit, it's six thirty. Run 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 drop. I mean, yeah. Uh, yep. It's the best kind of running and dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, the...
0: Oh, we drove some new low tie, which we can talk about in a subsequent <sighs> episode. Uh, we I think we should,
1: yeah. Let's do a separate episode on that. Dedicated um, episode dedicated on the new episode. low tie. We drove an Emira mm-hmm. and an Eletra,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I don't know how to pronounce in English. Eletre, it's a, it looks E-Liter, like French. Eletra? Eletra? Uh, Eletra. the electric Lotus SUV, mm-hmm. um, which I should probably do a instagram post about pdk apparently i'm the first journalist to drive in the u.s and i'm like oh shit no i don't want it i want to hear that because i'm like now the time pressure is on um they didn't they haven't done a program yet because they genuinely didn't know if the cars were going to be here in time yeah so they They didn't announce it it. arrived they're like it's here do you want to take it for a ride and then we did and then afterwards they're like you're the first person first journalist to drive the car and i was like fuck that means i need to go back to my house right now (laughs) can't be fucked it's just i I haven't i haven't made a post in days since the beat broke i'm like i just don't i wanted to just resolve resolve the beat figure out what happened get your motor swap underway because that'll be
0: next episode right yes next week we will talk about the motor swap on the wagon on Um, my mercedes wagon yeah
1: matt quick who's a uh, mercedes enthusiast and insane guru (laughs) yeah Insane guru, or just it was insane, comma and a guru, yes. and swaps engines into Mercedes that they have no business being into. He will be here as our guest uh, for our third guest. I'm gonna have to make a thingy for him, um, and we'll talk more about uh, his car and the motor you're swapping into your S124
0: purple dogleg wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, well, for once, we actually know what what next week's episode will be about. And do you know why? Because we recorded it already why do you tell them these things because they already know yeah
1: they figured us out um sorry about last week's episode being published on thursday was it yes um somehow somehow my youtube access is broken and so i can't upload anything i can't do anything on youtube and uh the, there was a miscommunication among the team when we said push this out they thought oh get it, push ready it out for, for monday <laughs> monday we're like no 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 we'd forgotten i couldn't get it i i couldn't get to it so uh we're a couple
0: days late but um better late than never and people seem to still enjoy the random number generated spreadsheet reviews so i really love those they're certainly amusing um people someone in the comments requested if they could um do requests basically requests reviews that your review on a certain car which is an interesting idea that's great we should do one of
1: those patreon things where we charge them 100 bucks a piece (laughs) (laughs) give me a hundred dollars and i'll shit all over your car no uh that's actually a great idea we should do a live First of all, we should do, we should probably do another Reddit, like ask me anything. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. But we could do the random number generators as a sort of uh, tell me what you think of my car. As long as everyone's not going to get butthurt if I say things like your car sucks. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I mean, people, I think, understand uh, that that's a very real possibility. Yeah. Matt was saying that he was really nice in person and that he was surprised by that. Matt? Oh, Matt quick. Okay, so Matt, who's joining us next week apparently i offended
1: him apparently i offend offend a lot of people this is your brand no 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 no. (laughs) not those people but real people so there was another friend that came over and said you know you i really didn't appreciate you shitting all over me well he said it somebody said to me that he was very upset with me because i had insulted him and i'm like what you brought him up in an episode i'm like oh that idiot he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about okay let me make this really clear to everyone whom i've offended directly you don't exist. <laughs> Directly only. <laughs> you don't exist as a person. If I don't know you and you're not in the studio and we don't name you, and this was our problem was you said his first name and I didn't think about it. You don't exist. So you're just this person. And of course, I'm going to be like, what the... F-? If he disagreed with my point of view and that was what happened. He liked a car that I hated and vice versa. Or he preferred one version of a different one. I'm like, what the fuck does he know? That was sarcasm. And I and, and I didn't mean... I didn't think that it would ever be associated with him ever he is a tastemaker he's got unbelievable taste he's exquisite he's all of those things and that didn't get through to him so somebody told me that I was upset he was upset that I had like called him out for like having no taste or something and I'm like no I didn't and like yes you did I'm like no I didn't I he has great taste why would I say that so I went over to him a car week and I had a wonderful conversation because he's a great person and so he did he understood but I was he was like I was ready to like lose it I was going to kill you. And I'm like, I normally, Derek, we don't say anyone's name. So we get to shit on our friends. Be like, oh, we have a friend who <laughs> isn't he an idiot? Da, da, da. We get to do that for comedy purposes. But not only did I insult him and in his taste, but I also insulted Matt, who will be here next week, because you said he r- routinely sends text messages to you or DMs to you about all the things that I get wrong because he knows so much more than we do. And my immediate reaction is, well, apologize to his wife because obviously he's no good in bed,
0: right? I said something like Because he doesn't have, yes, you, you posited that he didn't have the time to do anything else yeah. other than be that knowledgeable. Clearly,
1: I mean, that's a joke, right? Anyone who's we are already off the charts nerds. And I just have to then throw anyone who's even nerdier than we are totally under the bus and back over them six times. Um, but he was also offended, and I was like, no, 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 no. I, he wasn't I, offended. His wife was his offended. His wife was mad, yeah. And I, I get it, but like I didn't know him, I'd never met him. Like, I mean, he's just this person who you were saying was more of a nerd. And I'm like, well, fair game. More of a nerd, fair game. So if I've offended anyone directly, I'm sorry. You don't exist on this show, and you're just a name. Or non-name a person that we're talking about and making fun of. So...
0: All right. Well, that's the (laughs) housekeeping for this week. Um, Don't ever
1: let me do a timing belt anywhere near your car. Oh! Did I not say the reason why I fucked up the timing belt? You did it on purpose? No. Hondas spin backwards. So knowing that I went through the procedure and having replayed this over and over and over and over in my head, trying to figure out how the fuck I got this wrong, I realized... I remember, of course, that the Honda, Honda's engines spin counterclockwise or done. They did. all Every other engine I've ever worked on spins clockwise. My theory is that when I did those three revolutions to get the belt to seat and then tighten down, I did it clockwise, which would put the tension hmm. on the wrong side of the belt, which would leave the, the the other side too loose, which I'm pretty sure is what happened. So in reality, it is not our friend's fault. Although I would recommend not jumping into someone's car without any permission and just go d- for a drive on a cold engine revving to 7,000 RPM. But that's not the point. The point is, I think I think I'd spun the engine the wrong way and therefore did not properly tension the belt.
0: Learning has occurred.
1: Don't spin an old Honda engine
0: clockwise while, okay. while tensioning the timing I'm belt. I'm less interested in doing the timing belt on my... You're doing it. Volkswagen. you it. I own another Volkswagen. Guess why? They spend, yeah, you haven't admitted that to our friends here, have you? No, that I bought another GTI mm-hmm. and it has a timing belt. A mark what? Five. With what in it? Um, an engine. <laughs> a cage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Half cage. Half cage. And seats and harnesses. One
1: of the most fun cars I've ever driven belong to a friend of ours who's a complete fucking idiot see I can say that because no one knows who he is he, if he's listening he knows I'm just joking but uh,
0: wonderfully an idiot call. for
1: what for selling it no he's smart he sold it to you because now he can borrow it and you get to do all the maintenance and repairs on it mm-hmm. um, no I had seriously considered when you told me it was for sale I thought do I need car number 12
0: well now you don't have to buy it either it's perfect you have it and I can borrow it um, yes. yeah. So we can
1: talk more about your Mark V 2.0T electro-hydraulic steering
0: six-speed manual race car. Mm-hmm. And you got rid of the Miata, right? Yes, I sold my portion of the Miata. So now, for the first time since knowing this car four years ago, it is in the ownership of a single individual instead of part-owned. Fabulous. Because the other half changed hands a couple of years ago. <laughs> this is the Miata you're talking yeah, about? Yes, the Miata... So it's had a, its haves all changed it's hands. Fractional ownership
1: yeah. by Derek Tam Scott.
0: Yes, um, my specialty. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tune in next week for the no. um, for Mercedes nerd. Uh, no, do, don't tune in next week. Is it's the holiday. Yeah. Sorry. Next no? week is the fourth of September, or similar, which is the uh, the holiday. So it, the, the epi- next episode goes live on the eleventh. Okay.
1: So if you don't hear from us on September fourth, it's because we are in labor.
0: Yes, uh, celebrating our labor. Um, well, on that bombshell, time to call it push. (laughs) Breathe!